back to the Neil Haley Show. And again, I have Gene Kuhn, business strategist on the line, author, speaker. What's going on, Gene? You have five no-cost marketing strategies to help grow your business today that you're going to talk about, right? I do. And they're my. it's exactly how I turned around two bankrupt businesses, Neil. All right. So I can't wait to hear them. Let's go okay. with number one. All right. Number one, customer service. It is the fastest, easiest, freest strategy that you can use in your marketing. It costs nothing to be nice to people. It costs nothing to make people feel like uh, that their, their business is valued. It costs nothing to treat them kindly and actually chat with them, right? Now, actually spend some time getting to know them, find out what they need from you so that you can create whatever the solution is to answer their problem. That's number one. Number two is strategic volunteering. Strategic volunteering is when you um, put yourself, plant yourself in front of your ideal clients strategically. Perfect example. I had a client who was a financial planner and he was invited to be on the, the local Chicago Zoo's board of directors. And he said yes to that, but it came with a $25,000 price tag to be on the board of directors. Oh, I know, look at your face. I know, right? And he said yes, because the zoo always has these black tie galas with mega thousands and thousands of dollars of donors. And it would put him in a little bit closer to his ideal client. He wanted those higher uh, income earners to be, to handle their investments for them. Right. Okay, that's a great example of that. Um, strategic volunteering, when I was growing my chocolate stores, I went out and I did, I sold their summer art project to all the other business owners in town, right? It got me in front of a lot of people. I did nothing else that year. It increased my sales 30% for the entire year because I went out and I met other business owners. I always took a little freebie in caramel apples or chocolate dipped strawberries when I would go see them so they get to sample my product at the same time. Number three, sampling, right? So I just talked about how I did that. But have you ever gone into a chocolate store and not expected a sample? Never. Right? Never, right? So you're always looking for something. So we did that in the chocolate store. We sampled all the time. And obviously we would sample things that we had a great margin on. But as entrepreneurs and service-based businesses, how do we sample? We need to go out there and we need to be sampling other small business owners or consumers, if that's our target market, with ways that we can, we, and can I start that piece again? Done. Yeah. So number three, sampling. Sampling is such a great way to, um, I'm going to start that again. I'm sorry, yeah. Neil. So number three, sampling. Have you ever gone into a, a chocolate store and not expected a sample of chocolate? right? Everybody is expecting that when they walk into a store and you always want to sample your highest margin piece. But as a service-based business, how are you out there sampling your ideal clients if you have no brick and mortar that they can walk into, if you have no storefront that they're walking into? You do that by educating them, right? You may give them, you do that by delivering a great lead generator to them. You do that by going out and speaking and giving presentations to them. And you also do that by making Facebook lives or YouTube videos or having a great marketing uh, manager who will take all of that over for you. You still get credit for sampling. 
Uh, I don't know who that person is. It must be a, an amazing person. But no, it's so true. But when you talk about that process is this is the thing in marketing is missing. You might be sampling stuff all the time and you're saying, well, I'm still doing the same things and getting sales. But are you getting more sales? Because of all that sampling, is it making it easier once you get on that conversation and have that customer call with somebody that's a potential client? Because they've already sampled a lot of things. If you have nothing out there, there's nothing to sample. All they're going to be able to do is judge you for what you did instead of, I checked all your samplings out. You're exactly who I want. Here's an example, Gene. I basically, uh, with my website, have a specific thing of a call to action of why maybe you should hire me. I never talk about this on my show. That's just not who I am. And basically, people that come in for calls now are used to checking me out on my website before having a call. And they know exactly when they've scheduled a call with me what my belief system is. Yeah. That's a sampling. We don't know if the, it didn't because they didn't just drive to my website. It was for my relationship building, but I gave them that sampling through the video. That's the power of video. If they can hear you and speak versus doing selfies all the time and people can really know who you are, it's much easier to convert them to a customer. Great point. I agree with you 100%. Uh, number four, email marketing. I am a big, big proponent of email marketing. I love it. And I love it for one reason only. I only write to amuse myself. So my email market, and I think there's four pieces you need in a good email marketing system, um, not technology wise, but from putting the structure of your newsletter to your newsletter together. So number one is you should tell something personal about yourself. It's exactly how I built a great list at the chocolate store. And I built a great list now because I'm always sharing personal stories in my emails. Today, I'm sending out a newsletter right after we're done. And I'm talking about why we as business owners should be paying attention to the Savannah Bananas baseball team. I don't know if you know who they are, if you don't check them out. Um, so number one is something personal, a little story about that. Number two, education. Right, you have to you have to give them a little bit of education every single time. Number three, it should be like, what do you, what do you want to share with them? Your social media. I have in my newsletter. I have um, uh, what's my lunch and learn Friday coming up? Right, a little bit of information there. When I did it for the chocolate stores, it was like, what's going on in downtown um, where chocolate store dealt? Right, so we're. What is what is going on down there? What's going on in town? The car art fair, the craft fair, the little parade that comes through was, by the way, wasn't it was the longest running parade in the city in the in the United States, I believe. So there's lots of things you get to share with them about why they need to be reading your newsletter. And number four would be is share. You could share something about if you have employees, share your employee information. When my daughter worked for me, she worked for me from the time she was 12 years old until she graduated college as a nurse. When she graduated, I put her college picture in her cap and gown in the newsletter. People knew her. She'd waited on these people for years. And I got an email back from a mother out of Tennessee who just wanted to share. She said, thank you so much for sharing the story of your daughter. She said, my daughter is just graduating nursing school. Now she had to take a little break while she had twin baby girls. So we connected on a mother 
basis, right? It wasn't about chocolate. It wasn't about nursing school. It was about one mom to another who's just really super proud of their children, right? That personal piece that you put in at the beginning is what connects you with so many people. My personal stories have ranged from, oh, thank God, the kids are going back to school to, um, uh, hey, um, I don't know about you, but here's a little story about my dog. And listen, if you're not, if you're a cat person, this is what I always say to people who love cats, get rid of your cat and get a dog and then tell a story about your dog. So what... <laughs> I'm not sure how to read your face right now. <laughs> so it's it's really about that connection. You can you can bond with people over so many things, right? Whether it be sports or dance or children or babies or graduates or grandchildren. There's so many things you can bond with people over. So let them into your life and don't make them think you're all about business. You are this so this so professional. Um, stoic personality that you don't have any sort of personal life. I'm all about my personal life and I'm all about sharing that. And I think that that's really the piece there is where you can connect with people heart to heart. Uh, absolutely. And those strategies, uh, we, do we have a fifth or we hit all five? I mean, oh, no, we have a fifth marketing, marketing. I love, love marketing. And I only have a couple stories to tell you. And I could tell you stories for days, but here's my favorite marketing story. So every one of these chocolate stores, I own two Rocky Mountains. Every one of these chocolate stores has a big giant teddy bear that sits outside of them. That teddy bear's name is Truffles. It's February 15th, 2002. It is snowing lightly. The street lights are on. Very, very, nothing's going on in town. And I know this because it's in the police report. So a white panel van pulls up in front of my store and up the door flies open out jump two ski masked people and they wanted one thing now listen this was february 15th there's nothing going on in a chocolate store the day after valentine's day it's dead but they wanted one thing they wanted my big stuffed teddy bear that sits outside the store so they get out of their van they grab the big giant stuffed teddy bear they throw it in their van and they take off my son called me, he was working, and it was um, a, a call he did not want to make because he wasn't paying attention, right? Although I was super excited that the bear got stolen because I thought, finally, something interesting has happened. I wrote a press release. I got a picture of the bear. I created a missing poster. It sat outside for months afterward, and I sent that press release to every TV station radio station and newspaper in the Chicago area. We ran on the number one Chicago morning show on the radio. We got it, we got a spot on there. We ran on uh, the WGN affiliate in Chicago, which I believe is the Chicago station there. We ran on their news channel. Several different radio stations interviewed me. Chicagoland TV came out and interviewed me and the CBS affiliate in Chicago came to my store to do a report. Now, listen, they wanted an interview. I was a little late for the interview, right? Which is not like me, right. but guess who was there? My 17 year old son. And he informed them that they could interview him and he knew who took our bear. I'm like, if you knew who took our bear, why didn't you stop him when they were taking it? But he informed them, he's 17 years old. He doesn't know any better. It was the Russian mob. 
and right and that my first thought was if there is a russian mob i don't want them to know about me right <laughs> so keep the bear keep the yeah. bear but thankfully cbs did not run that piece of his interview because that really could if there is a russian mob and there might be right that could have been bad for us yes so so it's it's fun little things like that but it the fact is that that drove so much traffic to our store because of all of the news play we were getting in in tv uh radio and newspapers in the area we, people would stop by for weeks and weeks afterwards and open the door and all they wanted to know was one thing did you get your bear back maybe they've never been into our store but i will tell you i was right there with a the sample tray right come on in and get a sample it's cold outside right so I took something that could have been $300. That bear cost $300. Okay. That was a lot right then when I bought a store and I wasn't making any money. I was investing it all back into the store. So that hurt a little bit. But on the other end of it, it really was a place that put us on the map in order mm -hmm. to, and it was just strategic, strategic marketing in order to make that happen. Wow. See, that's again, thing of the power of marketing, power of everything. You never know when things are going to viral. You never know when you're going to meet people. You never know anything. It's getting yourself out there. And those are five strategies. So if people like you want to jump on that local news, they have that ability. It's just make the phone calls. The process, it's time versus money, hire marketers versus your time going and doing it. Both ways work. It just depends what kind of business you are and what's the model that you're doing now. Best place people can go right now, Gene, is where? Oh, I, you know what? Can I give, can we put yes. a link in there because it's a long link and yeah. I'm happy to put a link in there and give everybody five no-cost strategies to make their business more appealing. Fantastic. We'll have that. And that link will be available in YouTube. It'll be available in all different places. Appreciate it, Gene. Great episode. Take care. Thanks, Link. Are right, you listening to the Neil Haley Show? And we'll be back in just a moment.